podcast contains offensive immature material if anyone has a problem with any of that do not listen please do not listen please do listen yeah just listen man <laughs> listen and get offended and then write to her to say yeah. that anyway okay. it's the <laughs> podcast and in this episode we're going to be discussing probably an offensive thing Serial killers in games. Serial killer games, absolutely. Tom was sitting at the back there munching on some cake. Just eating some cake. This cake said on the box, Ross, it said that it was hand-finished. Have you ever been hand-finished, Ross? Many times. It's my favourite way of finishing. Mm -hmm. I prefer to finish on it. Um, (laughs) Just as well that that was obscured by him eating the cake. Also, don't worry, listeners. Mouthful of cack. Tom will finish the cake and we'll get on to the actual, the thing at hand. While I finish my cake, let's just, just explain what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, Ross, I did, but no. Is Ross, so let's give them a little bit more meat to the bones. Okay. Which is what a serial killer might do the opposite of. Yeah. Remove meat from bones. Uh-huh. Because they're bastards. Again, remember listeners, this is going to be offensive. I don't know if it's going to be offensive or it's just going to be some real hard-hitting truths. Hard hitting truth. Hard hitting. If you want to be, if you want to listen to a podcast, podcasts with some hard hitting, real, real life, real crime mm-hmm. video games, yeah, you're in the right place, guys. Yeah, who doesn't want to know about serial killers? It's a fascinating thing. I it's thought that when I was thing. fourteen. <laughs> and bear in mind that all of these uh, games are fictional anyway. So fuck it. Well, so fuck it. The Top Trumps game wasn't fictional. That was a real deal. The, there's a few games I've noticed. There's one particular person who who seems to be okay to put in computer games. Well, let's come to that. Can you we? guess, listeners? Can you guess which serial killer from all the ones out there is the one that appears and they don't care? They just hire him in. Are you going to tell us about this later on? You know it as well. I know what it is, but we're going to talk about yeah, it Yeah, of course. But hey, listeners have a think, can listener. ponder. Have a have think. A think listener. There's a real serial killer, real life motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Who did killings? He's fair game yeah. apparently in the uh, in the game. He's fair game. <laughs> <laughs> so we. I think Tom's getting a chocolate rush. Chocolate rush burning like fire. You ever seen that uh, chocolate rain? Chocolate rain. You seen that video? No. <laughs> His fucking song is brilliant. He goes, chocolate rain. Some stay dry and others feel the pain. Chocolate rain. A baby born will die before the sin. And let's begin the tale. I just... <laughs> that was going to be brilliant, that. <laughs> it was. You reckon? It was going to finish how you thought it was going to be. All right. So we wanted to talk about, because Friday the 13th, the game came out, right? Which yeah. we'll talk about later. Mm. Made us think, hey, I like I like this game. Um, or do I? Yeah. No spoiler. Let's talk about serial killer games. Yes. Ross has wanted to talk about Splatterhouse for a long time. Yeah. Which we will discuss later on about 
whether that is a serial killer game or not, who knows, but he wears a mask so we threw it in. Initially it was like a no-brainer, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, Friday the 13th, well, Splatterhouse takes quite yes. a lot of reference from that, but then... We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I'm glad I played through them, yeah. also. So some of these games that we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. some of them you play as the killer, others you don't. Yeah. Um, it's a really interesting concept that I'm positive I'm going to enjoy talking about. Well, it was one of your ideas. Thanks. That's what I'm saying in case the police get involved. That's why I'm bigging it up so much. Uh, before we do that, though, Ross, what would be your weapon of choice or outfit if you were a serial killer, mate? Um, we do give you a warning. So, a bit of a b- disclaimer before this. I, I quite enjoyed the Hannibal series. Mm. Until it got cancelled. But to be fair, I did get a bit sick before it got cancelled. Right. And the reason being was it kind of got a bit stupid. But because of that, I love um, Mads. Mm. Mads Mickelson can do no wrong. And some of his, like, he's, he was a dapper gentleman. Mm-hmm. So I think I would use Mads Mickelson's, like, clothes, like his, you know, his neckties and stuff like that. Right. That would be my weapon So you'd look choice. good. You wouldn't look like you were... People are going, well, he couldn't be a killer. Yeah. I would also beforehand. I would. I would be a highly trained. What is he in that? Like a psychoanalyst or something. Right. Bothered. Okay. So I would listen to you and I would hear all your fears and then obviously hoi them back at you. Act upon it. Hmm. Mm. Would you eat them? <laughs> um. Well, you went there. Certain bits. Whoa. <laughs> I. I. I don't need like certain bits. Would you finish? Eat only their hand finished bits. What would you use? Well, I was going to use the neck tie, like a neck tie. A strangle them? Yeah. Wow, that's, that's some, horrific. That oh, I've overstepped the line. Jesus well, what, are you Christ. going to use a flamethrower? Oh, that's all right. No, I, I, oh, mate, wow. I'm sorry about that. Well, I would like to, you know, I'd like Ooh. to see, see. Oh, no. See them as a. See the life drain from them. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously all in the, in this non-existent character that you've created of yourself I, I, would of yourself. All, um, I would also mess it up I, I wouldn't just stick to one thing mm, mm. I could use guitar wires or something oh wow that will one that's really can... worrying because you've probably got a, a, a lot of them how dare you do you see I snap a lot of strings you're on my list <laughs> <laughs> what a way to go put a bit of lemon in my mouth before you did I would um, what would I wear what would I use mm, yes. yeah I would like to wear an apron or a tabard for splashback. Yeah. And I'd like to wear a mask. I like the ones that have got the masks. Yeah, because like it adds that extra, you know, you've got the scream mask, you've got Jason with his hockey mask, you've got Freddy. Oh no, he has got a mask. No. Uh sorry, Mike Myers. Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. With his um The Shape. The Shape? Is that That's what he's called? That was what he was called initially. Oh. Yeah. With his um William Shatner mask. Yeah. And others. I would like to have a mask. Probably be some like fucking... I've got this green mask that I bought from a shop, which is like my me, me only Halloween costume thing that I wear every year. Oh, and it's absolutely horrendous. It's just... It's a bit shit, but it's a bit canny spooky. So I'd probably wear that. Would they call the, you that? The canny spooky? The, aye. Kind of spooky. Oh, yeah, the, the kind of spooky. You'll cut your balls off. Is that why you, uh, you kill people? I, it would be off. it would be nothing but 
the apron or tabard, by the way. Oh, right, and it would probably be you one of those. You didn't need to clarify that. I knew. <laughs> it would be one of those aprons that looks as though I'm hugging like a naked man. Uh, oops, <laughs> a naked woman. What weapon? I would like to use an assortment of chemicals. Oh, wow. Um, poisons, like uh, corrosive stuff. Would you have like a Batman belt? Or, but you mm-hmm. No, because you're only wearing the apron. No, I just just uh, strap them directly to me penis. All right. And they would... Uh, and how would you choose what particular poison? First one. First one that came to me hand. Yeah, I would just... Actually, I'd have a sack and I'd pull, drag the sack behind this and it would clink and clang because it would be full of, like, what are those things you do in chemistry? You've got, like, little uh, crucibles and shit like that. All this... Papyrus. Pipette. I would have pipettes full of fucking hydrochloric acid and stuff whoa yeah but I wouldn't put that on people because that's just fucked up I would like just I would burn planks of wood and wait for them to fall off like a cartoon and stuff <laughs> what? and so they're like how did this guy die on the pier oh it, it was just like oh it was just one of those things that the council should have kept on top of. <laughs> yeah. you were watching the TV that's what and I mean. you're like ah so they think the council estate killer that's what they call us I feel that if if because in Hannibal you had this Will Wright character who who had some form of like do you know like autism and stuff like that in I know in, well. in popular TV is now like almost like a superhero kind of affliction right yeah so you would go into like a, a room that a killing had took place in and he would close his eyes and he would like just see what had happened yeah. well I feel like because you're so neat and, and tidy. I say this as Tom is literally picking out bits of like cake from his laptop. The cake fell in the laptop, mate. But like, I feel right like in the crease. I feel like if anyone was to you know dust your crime scene for for things, they would get very little. I'll dust your crime scene. Whereas me, I'm sloppy and messy, and I would leave loads of shit. Hope you haven't dropped any cake on the floor. Oh uh-huh. well, probably about twenty percent of it went oh, on the floor. Okay, no. Shall we talk about video games now? Yeah. Okay. Yes, please. First one to talk about, please. Well, Exhibit A, I don't know which one came first, if it was the Halloween game on the 2600. That's exactly what I put at the top of my list. Halloween? Yes. Did you know he was called The Shape? <laughs> uh. Michael Myers, eh? The music, I thought, for the Atari Twenty. Did you play it? Did you try it? Well, first off, I didn't try because I haven't got a um, twenty six hundred emulator, and I thought I can't be arsed with the ball league. So I rewatched the Angry Video Game Nerd oh, of, yes. of that, which I would say um, the the classic ones. If anyone hasn't seen them, watch them. The, um, it's episode thirty six, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. These games are linked in, in a little like publisher and stuff, but that one's uh, episode thirty. So check them out. The music was great, the 8-bit style. For that machine as well, for what it does, like how powerful it was. You you had calculators more powerful than that thing. (laughs) Um, It was, the idea was you were in a house and you had to run from one side of the house to the other side of the house, essentially from room to room. Protecting the kids from Yeah, you could, you could press a button to pick up the kid, essentially, oh. well, pick up, it kind of locked to you, and then you would take it all the way to one side or the other. Yeah. And if you did, you would score points. Mm-hmm. You'd have to avoid Michael Myers mm-hmm. or the shape. 
Mm-hmm. He would come come into the scene and he would just be stabbing his knife like dee, 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 yeah. dee. It was very very simple. It was just backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. But there was a couple of things that were like kind of horrific. Like when he stabbed you and your head Took came your off, head clean off, and it? the blood was spurt. Now that must have been a first. Um, but it was even better when the kid not better, but and the kid got killed. And he killed uh, one of them, and he was just lying on the floor with the blood like spurt. Now that was proper. Can you imagine how like offensive? I know. Like, I'm sure that Texas Chainsaw Massacre did get quite a lot of um, flack for this. Because mm-hmm. as I think we'll talk through this list, it's very rare you're the killer. Yes. So in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you are the killer. Mm. Well, we'll come to that one. But in Halloween, you're not. You're Laurie Strode, is, is it? Is that... Um, what's her name? Yeah, it's... What's her name? The, um, what's her name? True Lies. Yeah. What's her name? Oh, man, I can't remember her name. What's her name? Arnold Schwarzenegger and nah, Jimmy Lee Curtis. Get in. I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't. I know. The lightning was a cool idea. It went black. Like it was like thunder and lightning at one point. One in like one of the rooms it went completely black and it would flash. Uh-huh. Which was a quite advanced really, I suppose. And you would only see the killer when it was flashing, so you would only know where it was at that point. Mm-hmm. But he was quite easy to avoid, to be fair. He was also smaller than you. Yeah. Did you notice that? Mm. Not very important posing really is he uh, he had a big old knife oh, that is scary so you could pick up this weird axe pickaxe thing and, and sort of attack him with it which would scare him off and you picked up rescued the kids very very basic but had some interesting features like the blood and the gore which was must have been a first uh-huh. then we had as you've just mentioned Texas Chainsaw Massacre starring Leatherface this one I found pretty hilarious it looked ridiculous because the house was tiny in the background. It was supposed uh, to be perspective and it had like a try to be like parallax scrolling sort of thing. Well, what came out earlier, you haven't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, have you? No, I haven't. There's a very famous and interesting scene in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a, re- a really interesting film in the sense that when people were discussing it and saying, oh, this happens, this happens, and this happens, and... One thing in particular, everyone would say there's a there's a guy in a wheelchair mm. who gets dispatched. <laughs> now, nice. what a lot of people said was um, Leatherface chainsaws him in half. Mm. Now, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a film without very little gore. Right. It's it's all about unease and, I mean, Halloween's similar. It, it doesn't have a lot of gore in it. Anyway, the wheelchair. The reason I bring that up is in the game. In the background, just a random place wheelchair. Did you notice that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, did. you haven't seen the film, so were you thinking, what the fuck is that about? Uh, absolutely. I've actually wrote it down. Well, strange, I've that strange obstacles like wheelchair, etc. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand why it was there. But the obstacles themselves were so irritating. If you accidentally touched one or ran into it, you had to use your, your chainsaw to get rid of it. Otherwise, you couldn't move. Uh, and you had a certain amount of fuel to use. Yeah. So your fuel went down. Ta- uh, it was irritating. Even catching, because you had to run, you were uh, Leatherface, you had to run backwards and forwards trying to get the victims. Uh-huh. The victim's scream was horrible. It was really high-pitched. It was like... Well, that's a good uh, reference to the end of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. For the last yeah. 30 minutes, they like, hound this poor lass, and she's just literally screaming her head off. <laughs> it must have been exhausting for the poor actress. Yeah. The chainsaw itself was massive, this big blue chainsaw thing that made like a lovely 8-bit chainsaw noise. The thing with that as well is, if the sprite for Michael Myers kind of looked alright apart from being too small, the the one of Leatherface with the chainsaw, the chainsaw, 
it's just too hard for them to design a sprite with the limitations of that hardware. It doesn't look right. Yeah. At one point, the screen just turned black, and then one of the victims just kicked us in the arse. I think I ran out of fuel. He that, kicked that it in the Just kicked us in the arse. Right? That was That's the how they kill you, isn't it? In that, that, game, game. <laughs> that was the end of the game. Baffling. So yeah, another interesting one. Obviously limited by the hardware at the time. but mm-hmm. Next we've got a game on the Spectrum ZX and a C64. Case free. Do you... <laughs> hey, listen, do you remember just about five minutes ago when, when Ross said there was a real-life killer that uh, features in a couple of games? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? What was your answer? <laughs> no, no. No, it's not Harold Shipman. Why would they make games about him? It's actually... Jack, Jack, Jack the, the Ripper. Ripper, the New York Ripper, Jack the uh, Ripper. So this is Jack the Ripper on ZX Spectrum mm-hmm. C sixty four. Did you play this one? I didn't because it's a uh, adventure and words. Text based adventure. Yes. Fuck that up the bum. But yeah. I've got a, a sort of interesting thing because I remember that from back in the day because I used to read Zap sixty four. And Zap64 used to review the Adventure and Words games in a separate bit. Like, and I was never interested in Adventure and Words. I don't know if you were. No. no up, I mean, like, well, I liked that fam- uh, Famous Five, but then obviously I played that again and questioned why. So I remember reading about um, Jack the Ripper, the, the game. And I'm sure this software publisher has the made one about Dracula as well, and maybe it's a Frankenstein one. And the Jack the Rip, the Jack the Ripper one, was the first game. It got an 18. Right. And it was banned in certain, like W H Smiths. According to Wikipedia, W H Smiths didn't stop the game. So the the fact it got an 18 made it alluring to me. I Did was like, really? I, I, yeah, I was that shallow. I played it. Mm-hmm. Now it's one of these ones where you have to play it. Up to every decision at least once before you know what to say, what wow. to do. I refuse to believe there's any way you could know. I don't know how you could work out some of the stuff you had to do. Who are you in the game then? You play like a detective. Oh, right. no, you're not. You're just an average Joe. Mm-hmm. You come across a dead body. Well, first of all, you're walking along the street and this guy jumps in front of you. You see his face. The gr- descriptions in the game are really graphic. Like the way they describe like corpses and stuff like that's really intense. There's a, there's pictures of gore as well. Yeah, if you take the wrong turn, the first the first decision you've got is go north north. Sorry, go north east west south. Aye. If you choose the wrong one, Jack the Ripper kills you immediately. And that's the end of the game. If you then find the body and you make the wrong decision there, you get caught by the police immediately, put in jail. End of the game. If you make the right decision there by trial and error. And you get back to you, you run back to your house, you have a dream and you wake up and you're in your house. If you haven't picked up this piece of paper from the corpse, you won't know what to do. End of the game. If you are in the house, you picked up the piece of paper and stuff and you don't like ring the bell for the maid to come in. Once the maid's gone, you don't lock the door so that the police who are about to turn up don't come in. If you don't take the, the bloody knife that you picked up, clean it and then hide it under your bed, the police will find it. If you don't tie, take your dirty sheets off the bed, tie them into a bow, or tie them into knots, and then hang them out the window, and then get the pen, the pen ink, put the pen ink inside a pillow, throw that out the window. You've got to wash yourself, you've got to have a shave, 
then you've got to climb out the window. <laughs> Honestly, you've got to do all this shit just to get past the first five minutes of the game. So obviously I didn't do all of that stuff. But I admire the fact you know that that like to me I just looked at it and thought I'm not playing it. You could pick up an ocarina off the floor and play it, which is like a little little, little wind instrument, I believe. But I don't think it's got anything to do with the game other than you can just pick it up. Well, Ocarina of Time, is that what you But one of the descriptions, I said they were very graphic. He, he, he leans down at one point and he puts his hand inside of the victim's stomach or something. The way it describes what, it. What, by like, accident? Ah, it's like really horrible. I was like, fucking hell. So yeah, it text-based adventure. If you like them, you might get something out of it. But I give up on it because it was so fucking convoluted. On to Friday the 13th, the computer game on the Spectrum. One of quite a few games featuring Jason in the mm. Friday 13th franchise this one was obviously on a spectrum so it didn't look great ah <laughs> oh, thanks <laughs> it had quite a large environment to walk around in it was sort of like a big sandbox which had like a church in it and a graveyard and mm-hmm. loads of trees and a house and stuff you could go into the house and look around all the different areas there was like a big spear you could pick up or a pitchfork there was quite a few different weapons there was a chainsaw you could pick up there was other people walking around as well who were supposed to be like your campmates who got killed by Jason over time. You could kill Jason in inverted commas, but he would get back up again after a little while. Now, interestingly enough, the, the NES version is like this, but subtly different. Yeah. Because I, I listened to a podcast and they were talking about the Commodore one. And when they started discussing it, because I watched the Angry Video Game Nerd one about uh, the NES one, I was like, oh, wow, that's slightly different. So I don't know if they changed it for hardware reasons or, mm. or what. And you could pick up weapons on this one, but you could only use the weapon pointing in one direction, mm-hmm. to the right, I think. So you couldn't hit to the left, so you had to get Jason on the right-hand side of you to hit him, which is just fucking stupid. It was a similar concept, I suppose, to the latest final, uh, final Friday the 13th game. Mm-hmm. Uh, like an open area where you had to survive. It also had a similar feature where if Jason appeared on screen you know the border, the loading border you get around the spectrum screen which like flickered and stuff had loads of different colours when it was loading in, that started animating and kind of flickered and stuff the latest Friday the 13th game has this VHS tracking effect on the screen when Jason Uh does a particular move, like a particular skill, Uh which like just adds to the tension and stuff, so that was an interesting concept Mm -hmm. you can also kill off the other counsellors if you wanted to you can you what? can hit the other people in the game and kill them yourself, which I, I thought I don't know was... if that was deliberately deep, like implying are you Jason? You might be Jason. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I doubt you. it though. <laughs> Ultimately, not very good. Unfortunately, it wasn't a very good game. Well, isn't the, the first fight of the thirteenth? Spoiler, spoiler alert. Yes, it's actually Pamela Voorhees. Yeah, but mm. I think at one point, don't they try and play? No, it's been years since I've seen it. He but jumps think... out of the water and grabs her. That's the twist, twist end. Yeah. But I think the 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 try and make you think halfway through that film, like, oh, I wonder how it could be. Yeah. I think they do. Who done it? But then all all them um, slasher movies have like twist ends and stupid yeah. ones. In fact, there's a really famous one that Craig watched recently, where it turns out that the lass that's been doing it all along, is actually a lad, and there's a reveal with a penis. Mm-hmm. Fuck. There was also this like daft exploit where there was this big cross in in the middle of one of the areas that you could pick up and drop. Mm-hmm. Every time you picked up and dropped it, you got twenty points, and you could literally just stand there and hammer the button, and you just your points just racked up and up and up. And what did you get for a lot of points? I don't know. I think it was just 
There you go, miss. Let's points. never do a challenge on that. Then. I got like over six thousand points just from picking up this cross. I could imagine you. It's like how far, how high can I go? <laughs> Let's talk about the Nairs. Mm-hmm. Freddy, Nightmare on Elm Street. You played this one ever? Um, no, but I've seen reviews of it, like playthroughs. Mm. And what I find fascinating is, you know how famous the Nairs and Nintendo were for like, oh, censorship and oh, you can't have this on, yeah. on your console. In fact, we'll lead on to that when we're talking about the Splatterhouse uh, franchise. Mm. I find it interesting that they made a game of Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street, and... Friday the 13th? Yeah. Quite interesting that, isn't it? Brave. This one was like a platformer. You could play as four people at once. You could have like four players on the screen at once. Really? Which is, is something I've not seen before. How could you do that when there's only two controllers? I don't know. Yeah? Did they have a... Multi-tap sort of thing. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe. But that would be interesting to try because I don't know how that would work. Because uh-huh. um, it's a platformer. I could imagine. I imagine it would just end up being really irritating. Mm-hmm. But you're walking. You're on Elm Street, I believe, and you're walking up and down. And you've got to go into different houses and collect all these bones. Mm-hmm. Um, once you've collected a certain amount of bones, something happens. At one point, it says Freddy's coming, and then there he is. And you've got to, you could, you punch the fucker dead. I've put here, so you just keep punching him until he dies. You collect something, or gets. It gets to a certain time, or something happens. It changes to like a dream. Sort uh, of dream world, a bit like what's its name, sisters? Great Grandma Sister. Where everything's kind of horrible. Like, like twisted, are they? Like there's these spiders, and the spiders turn into sort of severed heads with legs and shit like that. It's weird. Well, giant spiders, because I assume they were giant in this game anyway. It would be pretty fucking freaky anyway. Absolutely huge. You could also, when you're in the dream world, press the back or the select button, and you'd get a pair of shorts on, you'd also all of a sudden become dead athletic, and you could do somersaults and throw knives a bit like you were in a dream world is that like a reference to the dream warriors in the third one perhaps possibly yeah I've never seen the, any of the films the, well you haven't seen any Friday the 13th um, Nightmare no, on Street film no me and Terry went through a box set at Christmas and uh, this was quite a while back they're not very good films though. <laughs> the third one is what everyone references as being like the best one. really I. Uh, uh, Frank Darabon, who wrote the ah, list right. stuff, wrote. I had a game for the Commodore, right? It was, uh, who made it? When two tribes go to war. Frankie Goes to Hollywood. There was a Frankie That Goes to Hollywood computer game. Was there? Aye. And what the game is, you go, you're in the street and you go in these houses and you search rooms. And when you get certain things, there's, I think there's like four elements, like love, peace, War here or something. This is totally going off the top of me, mate. Like, because I didn't understand it back then, even. So you would search these rooms to try and get like more uh, element points, and then you would do these side quest gate uh, levels. Like there would be like a a pong influenced one, or this other one where you were like shooting two heads and stuff. 
it was a fucking crazy game, like. But from what I've seen of Nightmare on Elm Street, the first bit when you're bummed around, it looks like that. Mm-hmm. I'd probably give that game a miss then. Well, it's just so weird. I remember it came on cassette and on the second side, I think it had one of the songs. Songs, I. The end of level boss that I played against was one of Freddy's gloves on the end of loads <laughs> of balls. You just had to punch it because that's all you could do is punch it, punch things. I've seen how you kill them at the end as well. You yeah. like all the bones that like, collected into a furnace. Um, clever. Next, we got Friday the Thirteenth on NES, right, which is question an iconic like, game, isn't it? Really. Have you seen any Friday the Thirteenth? Nope. Not even the first one. No, nah, none of them. I never really liked uh, slasher horror films and stuff when I was so younger. So formally, I just yeah. like, so rinse one and once and then. Well, there's a great AVGN episode about this. Oh, yeah. It's like really well game. worth a watch, that one. They actually, this the Jason from this game, you know, they're like purple with the green mask and stuff. Uh, the yeah. head. They added him to, or a skin of him to the latest Friday 13th game. Well, you what can buy dolls of him as well. Yeah. It's, it's, that and the Jaws game on the NES have become quite iconic for being I don't think bad as, there's some people reappraising these games because bear in mind what they had to work with and the ideas some people are giving them a bit of like you know maybe they're not as shit as was once for mm. or are you going to now tell me it was shit <laughs> maybe it had good menu music <laughs> game music was awful what are the zombie things is these zombie things that um, when you walk because you've got a you've got a map of crystal lake and mm-hmm. there's different houses or lodges all the way around it and you can get in a, a boat and go across the river or across the pond sorry the lake lake uh, you can go into all the different lodges and you've got a light of fire in each of the lodges yeah. to sort of do something. You can go through a forest. I think there's dogs in there at one point. But these zombie things are walking around all over the place. I don't know what they're supposed the to reference be. reference. I don't know. But there's also like uh, this really irritating alarm sound that goes off when Freddy's attacking one of you. Because you can change between Jason. six people. Hmm? Jason. You said Freddy. Oh my God, sorry. When Jason's attacking uh, Freddy... Uh, <laughs> he said Freddy <laughs> when Jason's attacked one of the councillors or one of the kids or something I don't know you can swap between the six councillors but I couldn't work out how to do it like without dying mm-hmm. then the, when you were fighting uh, Jason it was funny because it was like a, all of a sudden a bit like Mike Tyson's punch out where yeah. he was in front of you and flying around the screen and then he would jump, run at you with his knife and stuff I've just realised something what so earlier we were having food and your wife explained to us how we'd made that mistake that we've, we've t- discussed she also says to work she asked with the question what is a serial killer do you know what constitutes a serial yeah. killer can you remember the answer it's killing at least three different people in three different occasions or something occasions uh-huh. or three different places or well then for, um, Jason isn't a serial killer by the third film he is isn't oh, he? alright uh. <laughs> fourth film because he didn't do any in the first well one. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 
The end. Um, spree killers, then I suppose. Should we just change the type of episode <laughs> this is? Fuck me. Well, actually, but I think that game was is notorious for all the wrong reasons. To be honest, mainly for it being shit. Amiga. Oh, yeah. Police Quest. Yes. Now, this is one of the ones where you're not actually the killer, you play a police officer. Uh-huh. Now, this game is made by Sierra. It's like Full Throttle or Monkey Island with text-based instructions oh, yeah. as well. Interesting. You can move around the world, but you can also type in, pick up, drive. Was any ship. of the big hitters involved? Like, is it Ron? I didn't Kill see. Ron I didn't or... see the credits. What was the writing like? Was it trying to be funny? Because yeah, I don't find it was. Funny. There was a bit where you went into a shower room and they were going, hey, you can't come in the shower with me. And another guy tried to be funny. <laughs> it had really annoying commands. I didn't understand anything. Like It said, Laura from Narcotics enters the room. And your command, I put in, how are you? Speak, how are you? And it said, there's no one nearby. I was like, you take the fishes right there. Oh, no. And then it had a bit of an existential crisis because I said, uh, <laughs> say, I love you. And it said, what's a love? Oh. What's the love? And I was like, oh my God, you're breaking well, me heart. What, why is your eyes leaking? What, what is my purpose? Pass the button. It's the slowest game I've ever played. How slowly the characters move to the point where I feel like the game was taking the piss. Like there would been, <laughs> It had been written as a joke. The animations were primitive but charming. But like yeah. I say, it's so slow. The first game that I played, I lost because I didn't go into the briefing room immediately. There's a briefing room that the first part of the game is you've got to go in there and you've got to wait for the briefing to start at one o'clock. So I went in. Like the first time, I didn't know that. So it said, you missed the briefing, the game's over. Do you want to try again? I was like, wow. So I went in and stood there for ages. People started coming in one by one and the chief came in and he had a a five-minute meeting. He tells you, you specifically, you've got to go and look out for this particular person. So I did that and... It actually, the first time I lost it, said I spent too much time goofing off. But I was just trying to find what the fuck to do. Can you explain why you got sacked from the police force? Yeah, I was goofing off. Uh, goofing off, didn't go to the briefing. Like I say, I felt like this game was a joke because after I was in the briefing room, I spent 15 minutes at least wandering around looking for a key for a patrol car. Then you have to type in, when you find the, the right car, you type open door. Then you have to type enter, then you get in. Then you have to type close door. Oh, then you have to type drive. Then it switches to this really cool overhead view of the city. Right. Uh, a bit like that Turtles game where you're driving around and it always mm-hmm. comes about like that. But the cars are tiny little matchstick sort of things that you can drive real time, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. I was like, all right, okay, we're getting into the game now after that laborious shit. Mm-hmm. You drive about f- 10 metres and the game stops and it says, you have failed to carry out oh. necessary safety checks and you're stuck with a flat tyre. And the game ended. Stuck. Again, it's like that other one where there's certain things that you would not know unless someone explicitly told you to do that or you played the game over and over and over again. I don't have time for that. Like, no. So I just turned it off. I just thought, okay. And it's called you put that much effort in though? Police Quest in Pursuit of Death Angel. So I would imagine the Death Angel is the fucking killer in that game. Okay. It's probably a proper Raj bastard who <laughs> hangs people up in, in the shape of an angel after he kills them or something. I never know. Next we got Psycho. Yeah, Amiga. Well, Did it's interesting. I, I stumbled upon this. I, I'd never heard about it. Mm. And uh, I didn't play it because it's not on the pack of Amiga games that I got. Mm. So I thought, mm, I'll have a look at um, 
I'll have a look at it, a walkthrough, and then if it looks good, I'll download it. Well, the walkthrough starts with scenes from Psycho. It kind it's of really heavily pixelated. Yeah, yeah. It, but it spoils the kind of twist. Yeah, that happens in Psycho. That, the it shows a Spire. picture. Of, yeah, spoiler alert. She was a picture of the mother, and he comes up behind her and says, "Why, mother? Why aren't you talking to me?" Mm-hmm. And then the next one is her with the skeleton face and the hair and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then, interestingly enough, after all that jazz happens, the game starts, and the game starts with like a, it's the hotel, mm-hmm. and you're this private eye. Yeah. Now we know you're a private eye because he's wearing <laughs> a massive trench coat and he's holding out a magnifying glass. <laughs> And when you said before that uh, police quest was slow, this thing oh, is mate. unbelievable. This is you were just watching the video. I was playing this, and I, I said exactly that in caps, <laughs> holding a fucking magnifying glass. I couldn't believe it. I was like, how are you? <laughs> but you've got to like, it's it, it is. You're right. It's one of the slowest. Again, it's not quite as slow as police quest. So that gives you an idea of how slow police quest. Holy is. shit! Oh, I nearly spammed me one out. You kid? Nah, it was slower than that. Yeah, absolutely. But it does annoying things like yeah, you go to the staircase and the staircase collapses just before you step on it and stuff. Mm. So you've got to go, oh, well, I'm not going that way. And you go to the only open door. You get stuck on loads of things. Like it's really difficult to navigate past chairs and tables and stuff. You've got to go the exact route. The best bit though, you go into one of these big living rooms. Uh-huh. All of a sudden this ghost appears. I've like seen proper that. old school no. type ghost. <laughs> yeah, like something out of Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen Psycho for quite a while, but like, yeah. I'm fairly certain there's no ghosts. And on the walkthrough, you might not have got to this. There's this giant spider that attacked. <laughs> At least this one it was another text hybrid sort of thing, a mm. bit like Police Quest, where you could put in commands, but you could also move like yourself around the room. At least this one had the commands on screen. So it said, like, T for take, U for use, and stuff, which makes it a bit easier. But the, the actual game screen was tiny because of that. I know, I so you go in this room with this ghost and the ghost like floats up toward you. If the ghost touches you, mm-hmm. it it comes up. You have been bitten by a ghost. <laughs> I'm feeling sleepy. <laughs> and then you go really? to sleep. But then you immediately wake up, like within a second, like the screen goes to black and then you immediately wake up. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. I don't think anything's happened. But then a dog came and it's like sort of weird ghost dogs came in and did mm-hmm. the same thing and it said, you've been bitten. And then he falls asleep again. Can you imagine it? There's nothing to pick up. There was nothing in the area to pick up or do. You couldn't get through any doors. The wall closed up. I just gave up. Can you imagine if tomorrow we wake up and on the news they've, they've, they've realised beyond any shadow of a doubt that ghosts exist, uh-huh. right? By the way, I don't believe ghosts exist in the slightest. Because <laughs> I realised when I was saying that the word might, people might think I do. Anyway, ghosts, are, they're real. And they find out that they can bite you and put you to sleep. <laughs> you go to the doctors. I'd like to. Ah, I can't get to sleep. Cure for insomnia. Oh, he has a. He has like a pack. You just open it up and a ghost comes out and bites you. you just open up Ezra's jaw. Why? Right. He'd bite you. He'd give you. He'd hand finish you. Probably Ezra wouldn't. He? <laughs> but yeah, that was a horrendous game. That. Aye, and again, I'd never heard of it. And what a like. Because of the startup, they must have paid something to get the rights for that. Yeah. But then the game has absolutely nothing to do it's with weird, it. Isn't it? Like, so it's weird. not a supernatural story. No. Next game on the Amiga, or the last game on the Amiga, Waxworks. You know about this one? No. Unfortunately, I couldn't play it. I couldn't find a ROM for it. Uh-huh. Um, but 
had a decent on the, the Wikipedia and watched a little video. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a first-person dungeon crawl-style RPG. Mm-hmm. The game's divided into five different time periods: uh-huh. ancient Egyptian period, medieval uh-huh. Transylvanian period, Victorian England period. When I was reading this, I was thinking it's like the fucking Crystal Maze. <laughs> yeah. Incidentally, he's back. Ah, it is. I get this industrial mine period. So there's a fucking mine level every well, time, every easy, game. Easy, man. And it's then, easy. You don't need a lot of like backgrounds. <laughs> And then there's uh, Ixona's period. This Ixona, Ixona, whatever, is like the antagonist in the whole game. Uh-huh. Uh, three of those time periods have a mix of have a mixture of puzzle solving and combat, while the Victorian England and Ixona periods are more puzzle solving oriented. Mm-hmm. Once a time period is completed, the player loses all experience points and weapons, creating a new challenge for each time period. Mm-hmm. The idea is that the player you are, their ancestors were cursed by a witch who stole a chicken or something like that and they, they cut off her hands so she cursed the, the people who cut her hands off, which were your ancestors. So you've got to work, you've got to go through this waxworks museum thing to rescue the brother who has been cursed. He's like your twin brother. You've got to break the curse in him by going through this whole thing. Yeah. It had a cool feature apparently where you could target body parts in the combat. A bit like Vagrant Story, I think, did that, which we often mention. Oh, I did, I did, yeah. But some of the screenshots also also incredibly gory, like really fucking gory. You could die in loads of different ways and stuff, and there was like some really horrific images. What's that got to do with serial killers? <laughs> uh, next up, we've got. <laughs> I think that Exona. I was just on the list of serial killer ah. games. Uh, I think that Exona is technically the serial killer in that one. Uh, um, but if you like, I can just omit that entire no, section. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let's move on to snares. Okay. First we got, well, actually the only snares game. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it is. Clock Tower. Yeah. Did you, you play this one, didn't I you? Had a, I had a go of it. Um, Scissor Man, he's the baddie, isn't he? So the game starts off with like um, quite, I guess for the snares, quite an elaborate like startup. Like it's, yeah, it it's is. not animated, it's single, like it's the nice. Liga used to do a lot of them sort of like startups. Footsteps. All oh, the time. Yeah, footsteps. Menu screen, every single sound effect is a footstep. And for a little while, I didn't know you could run. Yeah, so it was the like, bumper buttons. Fucking, it, so it starts where, I think you're an orphan or something, or you're going to this house to live. Like the family. Right. Who's adopted you or some shit. Anyway, you, you get planted in this. It starts a bit like Resident Evil, where you're all in yes. this room, and you hear a scream, and you go out to the room, and then when you come back in, everyone's gone. Uh-huh. So then you start travelling around the mansion to try and find clues of what the fuck's happening and stuff. Now, the, one of the funniest things that happened to me when I was bumming around was I went into a room, and in in the corner was a little cage that <laughs> had a, a parrot in, yep. and I let the parrot out, and the parrot flew around screaming, I will kill you. Yeah, yeah. And... At the bottom, there's a picture of who you are, this lass, uh-huh. 
there was a colour behind the background and I yes. assume that dictated your health. I think it was um, supposed to show your health and your status and stuff. Like, Because at one point, her eyes closed and I presume that meant she was tired. No, it gets the really close. Bitter. It gets really, gets really close to her eye as well, which shows that you're scared and stuff like that, which is an interesting uh-huh. feature. Like, you know, everything's in one place. Well, I think that parrot could kill you. I think that parrot, uh, if I had have sat there and I wanted to subject my eardrums to that god-awful noise, I think I could have allowed that parrot to kill me. It was horrendous. That, like, I, I wrote that down as well because that was ridiculous. I kill you. There was a bit where, as well, I went into one room and um, the sound, like a bit of music kicked in. And it was that symphy kind of stuff that sounded like goblin. Was it in the bathroom? Because that was one bit I noticed. It went in the bathroom and it sounded like... And then you went into the like the next door inside the bathroom. Yeah. And you opened up the curtains. Did you uh, do that? No. If you open up the curtains, there's a dead body in Whoa. there hanging yeah. up. And it's Laura, one of our friends. And, uh, and then Scissor Man jumps out of the water. Oh. And he starts chasing you and he's... Did you see Scissor Man? The, I met, when I met him was... I, I came back into like a main room. Very like the one you start off in. Yeah. And he smashes through the window. All right. Uh, like the ceiling, sorry. Like a glass ceiling. And um, yeah, he's got these... He looks like a midget almost yes, with giant scissors. This little grey guy with massive scissors. Yeah. Totally weird, weird uh, concept. Apparently the game was inspired by Dario Argento. Oh well, notably phenomena. Oh well, oh well, that makes sense. Then that's why it's got the goblin type soundtrack. There you go, yeah. phenomena. Mm-hmm. That's the one that picked us. The, uh, that's the one with Jennifer Connelly and who can like. Do you know what her special power is? What animals can help her. Right, what like fucking Cinderella or something. Oh. Well, Snow only White. insects. Oh, she can get insects, and the killer is spoiler alert is an, a giant mad like monkey with knives. What the fuck? But I, I thought the way she was the main character and stuff, it kind of reminded more of, of Suspiria. Right, okay. But, yeah, that makes a hell of a lot of sense. In fact, you know what? That wasn't so slow to play. I wouldn't mind going through that. I said exactly that. I, I think I'll revisit it because it had a bit of a charm. It did, It was really yeah. suspenseful with a slow movement and had stereo sound as well, which was pretty cool. It was I... like switching. I think it was a bit ahead of its time with like having the sole enemy a bit like Alien Isolation. I agree, something yeah. the idea is to hide more than actually attack it. Well, it's interesting you just... You, you, we must have made one simple... Like, chose to go one different way. Yeah. And because of that, we found we're seeing different... I think it's worth a, worth a playthrough, like... They're still going, though, aren't they? They've evolved into other, like... Well, there was um, some sequels that were commercial failures. There was, uh-huh. um, in like, quite soon after. But then there was so a couple of spiritual successes. One in 2016, which was crowdfunded. And developed by the original guy Hifumu Kono. Mm-hmm. That was called Night Cry, and that came out, like I say, in 2016. Right. That might be worth having a look. But the animation was almost kind of a bit Prince of Persia-y almost. I like agree. Yeah. Well, but it had like point-and-click elements, and, and it was an interesting game. Like you know, for the snares, there's literally no game I've experienced that is in English like that. Yeah. Like, I've, I've seen some ones that are Japanese that never came out in this country, but that is a very unique title. And I, I enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, if I have the time, I'll go back to that. Like. You met me too, I, I agree.
While we're talking about that generation, let's go on to the Mega Drive uh-huh. Stroke. Let's say Turbo Graphics as well, just because it's got the same. Well, that's the only way I could play one of these games. Mm-hmm. Splatterhouse series. Okay. Yeah. So you couldn't get the first one, but you played the two and three. Well, back in the day, me and uh, Terry played. We played one and two. I'm sure. I, I don't think we could finish one. He had it on the main. Now I've downloaded main, and my version of main cannot run uh, the first Splatterhouse. Uh-huh. Now I actually played, and do, do you remember ages ago we done that episode about our personal experience of arcades? Yeah. And I was very heavy on um, Whitley Bay. Yeah. And I never mentioned Splatterhouse right. because Splatterhouse was it Whitley Bay? Uh-huh. I had an arcade at Splatterhouse, and me obviously I fucking loved like. That first level when you pick up the pole and oh, splatting people off the I loved it. Absolutely iconic. That 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 movement in particular was just made the whole game as far as I was it concerned. Did, uh, yeah. It was the most important part of the entire game. Which I won't say just yet, but led me to a, a moment of complete confusion when I got to the later incarnations. But with the first one, uh the Turbo Graphics uh Turbo Graphics sixteen, I managed to get it. The ROM of, I mean, I've got the original copy, of course. Oh, of course. I managed so, to get yeah. a ROM of Splatterhouse. It didn't look or sound particularly great. Uh, the music was repetitive and a bit annoying. Mm-hmm. But like you say, the iconic, you picked up a two by four quite quickly and yeah. you, could, you swung, it hit the enemies and they splattered against the wall behind you, mm-hmm. which just looks great every time. So yeah. Rick is the main character and Jennifer is the, the girl he's trying to save, his mm-hmm. girlfriend. And I believe the antagonist or the, the body is, is basically the house that you're in. Like the house keeps throwing you a bit like it's a it's a demon house or something like that. It is, but then they brought it back in two thousand and ten as a reboot and they made like it was some something West guy was called this mad scientist oh, who right. who'd caused all this bother sort of thing. And the mask that he wears is kind of like a MacGuffin, isn't it? Well, isn't it interesting that initially in the arcades the mask it's called the terror mask that empowers you with all this like strength. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that in the arcade, the, it just looks like a hockey mask? Yeah, it totally does. So it, but then they changed it for, so, like, later, uh-huh. mainly for copyright reasons. Yeah, yeah. But it actually makes more sense that the mask doesn't look like a hockey mask. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be the terror mask. It's meant to give you powers and yeah. stuff. So it makes more sense that it looks... But I always, always thought it was a hockey mask. Like, yeah? I had no idea that there was any story about the mask being magical or having any powers. I just thought it was something he wore. Mm-hmm. Which is why I would imagine that game always falls into serial killer games, even though it's really not. Yeah, it's really not it's any not, sort no. of serial. He's not a serial killer. No, he's just trying to rescue his girlfriend. But we thought let's take the opportunity to talk about it. Yeah, so that's, yeah. There's technically four games so far that we're going to talk about that aren't serial killer games. <laughs> Waxworks. Whoops. Still, fuck it. Um, I'm sure actually in Waxworks, I'm sure there's something about Jack the Ripper in a Victorian. Uh, 
world. Well, there you go. And that's the Jack the Ripper turns up in your favorite game of all time, Shadow Man, doesn't it? So, oh my God, I. Are you going to talk about that? Just that. Okay, that was it. That that's just it because <laughs> I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of talking about Jack that game again. The Ripper. So he's the most cumbersome character I can think he of. Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. But he does that one punch which just kills fucking anything. Uh-huh. Um, there's some really bizarre end bosses in the first one. One of them was a poltergeist, which was just throwing uh-huh. items around the room, like a chair, yeah. and a picture, and knives for some reason. There was knives in That's the room. what I couldn't get past on the arcade, I think. You could punch the knives out of midair. Aye. Uh-huh. Which is takes some handy, handy thing. Take yeah. some absolute doing. The shotgun was incredibly oh, satisfying. So, yeah. Really, really satisfying. It looked great as well. That black with the brown uh, pump. The uh, There was a big third level boss with massive big chainsaws for arms, which was... Everything had chainsaws back then, didn't it? It was like chainsaws right. were like fucking well, sweet. What's better than one chainsaw, two chainsaws on his arms? As you're talking from Games TM, he has some original artwork oh, from... Wow. from um, Splatterhouse. Oh my god! And uh, one of the pictures is showing the one that taught the boss Tom oh, was talking about. Yeah. He's got the bag on his head, and he's got the two chainsaws on his. He has the other. Um, see, there's see, there's the mad scientist in the corner there. So I wonder if that was in the uh, earlier one. Foo, foo, foo. Yeah. Oh, them stupid snake things that grab onto your legs. Fuck's sake! Oh, there he's got a hockey mask on. The parasites. Uh, in that artist, it's a hockey mask. Aye. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, that's that's lovely. I have to get a picture of that. Then um, keep them for the the. Ah, uh, oh, lovely. The there thing, if you like. Class. Oh, there. Just pop up there. Lovely. There was a level with mirrors, which was pretty cool. Where you walk past the mirrors and had the reflection, and then you a version of you would jump out, and you'd mm-hmm. have to have a fight with them. I've seen that. Yeah. There was a one boss with spinning heads around like a middle head, which was really tough. Mm-hmm. It took ages, but you could pick up a massive big gold meat cleaver to to kill him which was nice had some lovely weapons the pause sound in the game sounded like something from a horror movie there was a woman Jennifer I believe on the sofa at one point just going help me mm-hmm. she sounded horrible absolutely horrendous and then she got up and uh, turned into a monster that you then had to fight for a bit which took absolutely ages did, did you because th- I've recently listened to a, a podcast that were t- the podcast had I think it was the record holder for the score on Splatterhouse oh, right. and they're talking about the game it's a it's a girl and well a woman and she was like explaining some of the things about the game when they were trying to describe what the game plays like they said it and I think this nails it it plays a bit like All Dead Beast yeah. do you agree with that yeah. the way you're this one or karate champ something like that where it's a plot it is technically a platformer yeah but there's no platforms there's just the occasional hold the uh, jumps like a kind of like a beat em up as well lowest yeah but it's not up. a beat it's it's simple it's mm. it's a very odd game it's a really strange game as well though like some of the imagery and yeah and um, like stage six had these floating embryos these big bubbles floating around that then popped uh, and like an embryo got out and kind of lat- jumped onto you, latched onto you. There was a lot of, uh, felt like a lot of metaphors and stuff in it and like you, you'd looked like you were walking through the inside of a body. Well, well later on embryos. you go inside the house right. and the house is like a living thing. That's it, uh, uh, The thing that, uh, I can't remember who made the game. Is it Namco? Not sure. I'll tell you what it was. I don't know. Because I remember 
that had problems putting it on the uh, Nintendo because yeah. of like all that, like the imagery. It's I mean, not surprised. You at the end of that one with the embryos, you just punch this weird fleshy thing until it explodes. I also think a lot of the the fa- the, the graphics and the stuff looks like a cannibal corpse. Bloody like yeah. if you look at any cannibal corpse front cover, like eating back to life or something like that, it just looks like Splatterhouse. And stage seven had these burning logs and these flying burning men. Uh, that were just really hard to get past and then you got the last boss which was this big weird head that came out of the ground mm-hmm. it had these massive hands that kind of awesome flew around it was it was solid but I finished it I did finish nice, it yeah. using save states like on the start that doesn't matter man like you, you could have done it I probably could have done it just using continues because you got quite a few uh-huh. but I didn't have time but I did I did beat everything in it mm-hmm. but it was tough because it felt like it didn't accept its own limitations um, technically like the way you moved as a character, it sort of put stuff in the game that was almost too difficult for him to get past, like yeah. jump over and stuff. So that seemed, felt like a bit of an error. But yeah, like I say, that iconic swing. And of course, next we've got Splatterhouse 2. Well, before we go into that briefly, there's that little one that came out and we haven't played it, but it's called... Oh, I can't, I, I can't read my own notes, but it's a Splatterhouse something graffiti for the NES. It came out in 89. It was like a little platform game. Google it if you want to see it. It's a totally different part of the franchise. But it is by the same people. But it doesn't really follow the like... Yes, It's actually in a... It has a twist to it. So I'm sorry I'm spoiling this. But you're actually on a like movie set. Right. So it's for the NES. So they've like toned down all the like go and stuff. Um. But yeah, next comes Splatter... Officially, next comes Splatterhouse 2 on the Mega Drive, which I played through um, using save states like like you did. Uh-huh. I, I remember the arcade quite a lot. So going to the Mega Drive one, initially I thought the graphics didn't look as good. Playing it though, I, I kind of got into it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Okay. It, do, it doesn't feel as polished as the first one uh-huh. on the arcade, but uh, I liked... I thought some of the bosses were totally out there. There was one where um, you're in a room, and first off, there's a bit of port of guys stuff to get you in, you know, get yeah, you in the get room. Yeah, get your hand And in. then literally to where rotten babies come down on umbilical cords, and you have to then punch them. Fuck me. I think that was probably the, but it got like uh, what you were saying later on in the in the game. You, it got even nutser. You went into the actual bowels of the, belly the house. Of the beast. Um, what about the first level boss that was looked exactly like a cock with teeth in its urethra? Oh, yeah. yeah horrible. And then when you punch its stomach, it'll just bile drops yeah. on the floor. Mm. I mean, for a, for a Mega Drive game, it's pretty it's pretty out there. Like. Yeah. I mean, a little bit later on where there's... Um, you, you're trying to get away and you're in the boat and there's this octopus thing chasing you. So they did mess up the game style try to add a bit of like new elements you've got the elevator level as well where it's oh. going down the elevator which the music on the level after the elevator level I thought was sweet I 
love the music, but then I realized there's only four tunes and they're just recycled. Because <laughs> I think one of the, I think it's the third, second or third level, I thought the music is just like really, really yeah. nails it. I finished it anyway using Save States because I do think it's a quite a cheap game though. Yeah. But it gets quite trippy at the end. There's some uh, crazy use of imagery and graphics and stuff but i enjoyed it it was cool right so when the uh, the third one but it's more of the same yeah, yeah, yeah and then the third one on the mega drive also now that this was only made a year later it feels more like it, it controls more like a, a traditional beat em up beat em up Absolutely, yeah yeah it, but, i felt that because you can move up and down the level and stuff and move around the problem of it is there's just not the move set so it's dull I feel. Do you think so? I thought it was you had like combo punch, which you were just hitting punch, obviously, but it had the combo. Mm-hmm. Um, you could run and jump. There was a one move I did at one point where you spun around yeah, and I, kicked. I don't know how you did I that. I think it takes off energy off you, though. But then there was the brand new feature of use utilizing the mask. You, you could and press one button. You like, like, yeah, really powerful and bulked up. When you could like throw people as well, uh, you could headbutt them and stuff. I think it was. The better out of the three. Did, like, it was much faster. The character moved really much faster. It's interesting because uh, the podcast where they were talking about a lot of people prefer the third one to yeah. uh, the second one, for instance. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what kills it for me. How You say it's a lot faster, right? What You know when you get punched and you fall over? Uh-huh. Why? Every time, yeah. And it takes really, them so yeah. long to get up. No, you're right. That was really... It, it looks like you die, but you don't. You just get knocked down. I also think the enemies just aren't as, as well designed. Yeah. It felt more like a Castlevania game with the exploration aspect as well, where you, it says, because there's a spell of mistake right at the start, it says, don't just wander around. You've got to check the map, which you uh. can wander. But it was, it was always interesting where you could take different routes around the, the building, mm. around the house. I hated the bit as well where you would get the weapons. In this, if you dropped a weapon, so in a normal game, if you used a weapon too much, it would disappear. On this one, if you dropped a weapon, this little shitty, like, poltergeist head would come on and nick your weapon and disappear. Now, that's what I was going to say, right? I didn't pick any weapons up and I played it past the first boss and not once did I pick a weapon up. It's it's on the uh, the map, there's certain rooms where there's ah, these weapons. Right. And I've got to say, the weapons are, are gory when you pick stuff up. Because uh, that's what I was going to... That's what I couldn't understand. I couldn't believe that it, remo- it looked like they just removed the weapons. Yeah, like your favourite yeah. element. That, yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. My, the best bit, the most iconic thing about the game, and they just removed it. I'll but that's you, fair enough if, if they're still in there. Something else, it's got four different endings, I think. All right. Um. Also, it gets quite trippy. Uh-huh. I did like the procedural go where you punch someone a couple of times and the kind of like blood came out and all the green stuff came out and then you punch them a couple more times and a bit more came out and stuff. It was like... They were getting more and more beaten up. I, Instead of I, having a health bar, you could see that they were. I hear what you say, but it, it, later on, there was one. Bar, there's one enemy that I fucking hate. There's these beaky enemy, enemies. Did you get them on level three? Right? No, I didn't get that far. Well, they they have a move where they slide along the ground like Dalzim's like slide, uh-huh. and it's so annoying. Bear in mind that where you know you you're up against the clock, and they slide at you. And they do this daft little laugh, and it takes you ages to get up. Yeah. Well, when you punch them a lot of times, right, literally all they've done to the face is they've just covered it in red. Right. So they've not changed any of the graphic or anything. It's interesting, you like, I got a level three, and the body is, 
a, a massive teddy bear that must be possessed or something. It's not brained. And the bosses seem to have two forms. So when you're beating up the teddy bear, I mean, come on, a teddy bear, you're beating up a teddy bear. It, it This other alien comes out, and I showed you the picture, Tom. It's got long arms, and the first thing it does is it it's long arm with a long finger. It looks like it's giving you the fucking Flipping bird. the bird. <laughs> there was uh, one of the first boss that comes up and says, because there's like these little sort of cut scenes. Aye. It says, the monster emits a foul smell. And moves closer to Jennifer. Yeah. So I thought it was like it farted. <laughs> fart joke, fart joke. So that was the last um, Splatterhouse for a while. And yep. then in 2010, they brought it back. The one that came out in 2010, quite a lot of people don't like. But I, I bought it for the 360 back All in right, the day. Yeah. And uh, I played through it. I quite liked it. It had everything a modern beat-em-up is now. More like God of War or Devil May Cry. Right. I'm forgetting who done the mask voice. But Was it still it, 2D? N- interestingly enough, no. It's it's like Devil May Cry 3D. Ah, right. But there's bits, there's certain bits, which throws back to to it. And those bits look class because right. of the graphics and stuff. One of the other things that's good about it is you could unlock all, all them free games in oh, it wow. when you finished it. But... That is good, but also, how did you finish the first Splatterhouse? Save states. Yeah, you can't use save states on mm. a um like on the three sixty. It had a soundtrack that had uh, Mastodon, Terrorize, and Lama God on. Uh, it had mixed reviews. In something that kind of sums up the uh, the bad tone of the movie was uh, of the game was you would pick up you know there's collectibles in modern games now. And one of the collectibles was you'd pick up like a ripped picture right. and you had to like make it whole. And those pictures were like provocative pictures that Jennifer had, had supposedly sent you. Right. So she, you'd have a picture of her like just as a sexy cop or something. Seems and it was appropriate. Yeah, it was just like, who are they going for with that? Yeah. But I finished it and it was all right. It was like, I don't feel like it deserved the bad reviews it got. Yeah. Right then, next up we've got PlayStation 2, Manhunt 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Ross, tell me about it. Is it really a serial killer game? Kind of. Well, I think the people, the other people are, are supposed to be like serial killers as well. Ah, okay, right. right. Um, I think we've discussed Manhunt quite a bit. We've touched upon it a few times, haven't we? Probably will again in the future. Yeah, it's a good game. I think it's it got a bit of flack because people are like... Some people in the press took offence because of how good sure this is. Yeah. It really is. I watched a video of some of the kills and 
there's like the buzzsaw kill and crowbar ones that are really intense. So I'm not surprised at all. Um, straight away we'll move on to Nintendo DS. There was a game called Real Crime Jack the Ripper. Uh-huh. Now this is one of those shit ones where you just had to scan the room for different items and just click on them. It said, ooh, find the flower. And you just scan his room with loads of impossible uh-huh. objects in the room and you just click on it because it was like a touch thingy. I, uh, I'd like to ask, and I mean, I don't want this to come across as nasty, but if, if people like them sort of games, what, what do you like about them? Yeah. Kelly loved it. Uh <laughs> no, she's she's the one that tried that one, and she got bored very very quickly. What else can you do with those sort of games? Like, like uh, those sort of consoles. Sorry, with those sorts of games, if you've got a touch screen, you want a person to be touching on it. So, ah, uh, yeah, true. What the thought? Let's talk about PlayStation Three, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty games. We've got Deadly Premonition first of all. Mm-hmm. That was the raincoat killer. Yes, apparently, Deadly Premonition follows an FBI agent. Uh, Francis York Morgan uh, as he investigates the murder of an 18 year old woman which is similar to a series of murders across the United States mm-hmm. it's actually a reboot of Access Games earlier multi-platform video game Rainy Woods oh. in production since 2004 Rainy Woods was cancelled soon after its debut at the 2007 convention Tokyo Game Show mm. due to technological issues it was a, an open world non-linear sort of game with a comedy horror theme mm. You have to eat and drink or lose health, mm. lose money for wearing dirty clothes, mm. and gain money for things like shaving, which is weird. There were specific time slots for interviewing people, a bit like Night Trap, I think, mm. but you could retry these each each day that you went through. Uh, there's also like another world where with like another dimension that changes things up occasionally that you go into. Deadly Premonition, I heard it's a cult game because it's got a lot of flaws and it's ridiculous. Some of the like. Some of the graphic fuck ups and stuff. Yeah. But apparently, people like it, link, uh, liking it to David Lynch's. Um, what's yeah. It called? Yeah. Yeah. I'm forgetting his name. Twin Peaks. Yes. So next we got Naughty Bear. Don't know anything about that. Mm. You play as Naughty the Bear, who is upset by all the other bears on Perfection Island when he tries to give Daddles <laughs> a present. So he goes on a killing spree. All right. Weird as fuck. But you play like a bear who basically looks like a man in a bear suit. It uh-huh. looks like a, a Grand Theft Auto 5 skin that you've uh-huh. got. It's made by 505 Games, who made Terraria and Brothers. Oh, really? yeah. yeah. It had this awful children's TV narrator over the start video, which was clever but creepy. So it was like, mm-hmm. hello, naughty bear. What are you going to do today? You're going to kill someone. Okay. Um, it had some stealth and preparation elements so you would like get a trap and you put it in a particular place then you could just sort of scare someone in a particular area but like so many stealth games as soon as you got like the first kill all hell breaks loose mm. it had this cool sort of in in game TV screen box thing which showed you like the police coming across the lake on a boat you could see them their progression which would help you react um, but I felt really sorry for the bears that were caught in the trap because they sort of limped off, whimpering, and it was just like kind of really, oh, poor mm-hmm. things. It was just really sad. It earned really bad review scores because it was just, it looked shit. The video I watched, I couldn't play it, obviously, because I didn't have a uh, console for it, but it just looked shit. <laughs> looked really poor. But I do remember it, lots of talk about it before it came out. Next we got L.A. Noir. Obviously yeah. a huge budget game when it came out. It was a Black Dahlia killer. And the big thing, obviously, about this game was the facial animation technology. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the outtakes video? 
It's quite funny. Is it? Uh, it's quite funny. The chase scenes, I remember the chase scenes being really cinematic but very linear. Like when you ran up and down the stairs and stuff like that was pretty cool. Mm. But it was all just on a track, really. I didn't like it. Uh, yeah. I remember playing it with my partner and we kept fucking up the, like, yeah. the early... Um, Interrogations. And yeah, that. and yeah. the boss kept like freaking us out. He, he just lost his shit. He yeah. was also very... He was like schizophrenic. Mm. One minute he was like, oh, the Irish right, guy. Then. You just get yourself back in there and, mm. and saw everything out. And then the next one he's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, no, it was. We uh, played it with Kelly as well, and we had a similar. We had loads of arguments about which options to choose and stuff. It, because it wasn't this facial animation was supposed to show you exactly uh, who was telling the truth and what was a lie and stuff, but it yeah. just didn't seem to it work properly. You they would be sitting there and be kind of looking around, all like suspicious. You go, well, it's obviously a lie. Yeah. You choose lie, and it would go that horrible uh, sound me, effect. Oh, exactly me. It's horrible. was flawed but it was an interesting idea uh-huh. but we ruined it because we set the difficulty too high and stuff mm. and the because the crime scenes were interesting where you had to look around for the items but because we'd set the difficulty so high the items wouldn't light up so it was we made it too hard so that was an interesting one silent hill 4 what's the crack with that um, I'd forgotten there's a serial killer in that game. Right. Silent Hill 4 is a really interesting one. I remember getting it for the um, the Xbox, the first Xbox. And Silent Hill 4 breaks the mode of the Silent Hill games where initially you're in an apartment, first person, and you can see things happening in the streets and stuff. Right. And what happens is something, a hole appears in uh, the bathroom and you... Oh go yes, through it, of course. And then there's all the other shit going down. It didn't get very good reviews, but I have fond memories of that game actually. Yeah, I, I only remember again in doing a bit of research from this. That it was a list on bloody disgusting, and it said that um, Silent Hill Four had a serial killer in called Walter Sullivan, but I don't remember much about that. Yeah. So. <laughs> but a good game, I think. Yeah, Underrated. I remember you, you've talked about that quite a few few times. It's one I've never played. Heavy Rain. Mm-hmm. I've had the Origami Killer. Mm-hmm. Now, this game was heavily weighted on quick time events. Aye. Loads. Of, have you seen the... That's why I'm laughing. Uh, have you seen the videos, the Sean one, which was kind of funny, where you keep hammering the button and you keep shouting Sean. Uh, and then uh, there's the other one where you, you're chasing someone and the video, the guy deliberately doesn't press the button for any of them. That's what I found. And he like just crashes into a car. He feels everything. Yeah. And, and he bangs up against the doorway and he goes flying back. He's and like he's, the ultimate clutch. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's carrying a chicken and stuff. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. So I'll uh, I'll put that on Twitter for everyone to check out because that's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently it was Game of the Year though. Uh, apparently it got Game of the Year. I don't know. It's the... And spoiler alert, spoiler alert, are you ever going to play it? Nah, no, I can't I'm play sure it. I'm sure it turns out, I'm, I think there might be multiple endings in one of the endings, endings, you're the killer or something like that. Uh, maybe. There's multiple endings, there's one end, of, uh, there's somebody at work could spot it anyway, there's a bit where I think you have to cut your own finger off at one point. Oh dear. If no one wants to do that. Yeah. We've got Dexter video game, which I, was on the iPad. I didn't realise. <laughs> on the iPad. Oh, is it? All right. It was going to be an episodic game, but it was cancelled after the first episode, mm. despite having decent reviews. It was actually voiced by some of the cast from the show. Mm-hmm. I think the main guy, he did his voice. Mm-hmm. It was like 3D, but it was pretty poor. Like, it looked a bit like a PS2 game or something. Oh. Uh, you had to 
obviously capture killers and murder them to get justice but the the way you killed them was weird you kind of there was lines of dialogue you had to use and stuff and then when you actually killed them this you didn't see the body but um, marks came up on the screen you had to follow the marks and sort of slash so you heard every time you got it right you heard ah, so it was a bit weird that's ah, I and mean then, that's going down the the whole of what we're talking about this is like it's hard to make a game where you're the killer yeah. and not be offensive and distasteful I'd be thinking like why am I doing this so that was an interesting one and we've got Slenderman aye I believe that would count I've never played it but I've seen lots of videos it's based a lot on jump scares I like think you turn around corridor all of a sudden areas a bit like uh, like Thea perhaps yeah or that Silent Hill P- PT was it called I never played that one that was a very interesting looking thing but that was all about jump scares and stuff I uh, think with Slenderman I, I feel like we missed the boat it was like oh a, yeah it was this, a low budget PC title that uh, like exploded didn't it yeah even to the extent that they're maybe taking, making a film and those oh, copycat really? uh, murders. That, well, not copycat murders, but murders of some girls that actually thought the Slander Man were real and stuff Christ. like that. Yeah, Remind us a bit of Blair Witch, that kind of yeah, yeah. atmosphere. Condemned. Mm-hmm. I think it was quite a innovative title. It was one of the first oh, Xbox, type, Xbox 360 uh, games, yeah. wasn't it? It was Condemned, Condemned 2. Condemned 1 was Criminal Origins and mm. the serial killer with serial killer x um it had great like melody combat mm. and the puzzles like the way when you found a crime scene the way you'd investigate the crime scene with the camera and the infrared oh, yeah. and stuff it was it was great you played it and finished it didn't you i finished both of them yeah. i remember the first one's ending where you had this barn the weapon you were using was like a plank on fire and stuff it was yeah. really infecting it had a I would play that in the. F- I lived in a flat by myself at the time, and with the lights off, and it had a horrible. I, I I'll finish that sentence. It had a horrible atmosphere, kind of like what Manhunt had, like right. this kind of horrible, grimy, nasty atmosphere. Which yeah. I, I am a fan of that sort of thing, and it's done right. Didn't you say the second one was the best? It was better than the first one. I liked it more, but I think I was in a bit of a minority there because not many people did. Uh-huh. Um, some people think like the bits where you're in a cabin in a in a bear attacks the cabin. Now I mm-hmm. can't remember much about it if it relied a lot on quick time events, right? Because it was a long time ago. But I remember liking it. But people say that scene, you know, was a jump in the shark type oh, moment. Yeah. But I enjoyed both of them, and it's a franchise that I would like to see come back. Actually. It was like quite slow paced and atmospheric, wasn't it? And mm. really, and really tense. So I remember one because I'd never finished it because I'd again, as I used to always, you wanted to go and find the, the yeah. crows and stuff like that and try to get all the achievements and ruin the game for myself, really. Mm-hmm. But if it ever came back, oh, is it? Uh, is it on backwards compatible? I think it is. You know, I think it might be. So if it is, I'm pretty sure it is. I want to play through it at some point. Yeah. Yes, it definitely is, hundred <laughs> percent. I think that's the one where I got the second one, but never actually played it. Like it was one never of the times, finished the never one. finished the first one, but I think it was quite cheap, so I got I got the second one and always aimed to. A game that reminded me a lot of Condemned was Outlast, aye, which again I got quite cheap, but again the atmosphere and everything and using the camera and stuff reminded me a lot of of Condemned, uh-huh. and there wasn't much combat in Outlast. Again, I didn't play much of Outlast. Have uh-huh. you played it? I haven't played anything. Right. 
it, yeah. it's set in an asylum I believe mm-hmm. and there was a couple of really fucking scary jump scares one within the first like hour of the game which sets the scene but I'll, I've got that I will play through it all at some point but what I did play was kind of intense so I think that's a good Outlast 2 came out recently I'm sure it did there's a lot of workers one together yeah he's a fan of them sort of game well I've solved a lot of cases in my time I'm probably best known for the glove box murders I did the shoehorn murders I did the belly snatching I done uh, Jack the Stripper mm. yep Mm-hmm. Oh, aye. Oh, aye. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. So, the final few games that we want to talk about are all in a similar sort of ilk, of a similar ilk. Yeah. The kind of teenagers being hunted down, mm. campfire, typical slasher movie kind of games. First of all... The game that kind of inspired this whole episode, the latest Friday the 13th game. Mm, yeah, yeah. So that started off years ago as it was called Summer Camp Volume 1 or something like that. Uh-huh. And then, as I've discussed before, the people who owned the Friday the 13th franchise said, oh, this looks good. If you make it into this game, we'll give you the franchise for free, or the, mm-hmm. the rights to it. So they, they went along. Um, I've been following it for quite a while. When it first came out, I was, like I followed it with some trepidation because it's a, quite an indie title, really. It's quite a small studio, and I'm wary about what I'm purchasing these days. But when it first came out, there was some, there was quite a few issues. The game essentially didn't work properly. It should have been released in early access. Ah, yeah. The PlayStation and PC versions released had a day one patch. The Xbox version released it didn't have the day one patch, so the Xbox version was basically the like the beta that people were playing, which was. Like ridiculous because it was lacking so much. Unforgivable that it came out on the other versions yeah. as well. It was basically wasn't the finished product that we were playing. Once they finally released the day one patch, the game worked, but there were still loads of issues. There was loads of memory leaks, so the game crashed all the time. This was on all formats, and there's still loads of ongoing issues. I've seen this. Yeah. The, however, I'm really glad I did buy it because I've had some incredibly satisfying and entertaining moments. Yeah. One of them I put on um, the WhatsApp. Yeah, I Is shared it with you guys yeah. where I, I ran into a, a larger hit in the, the, the wardrobe and Jason came in front of the wardrobe because he had peeked through a little hole and grabbed one of the counsellors and killed her right in front of us mm. while I was in the wardrobe. And it was like something that you would expect to be a set piece from a game, like a, a, an actual scripted game, but it was just happening real. Yeah. Like all people online around the world playing. So that was fantastic. That had us hooked straight away. I mean, I should explain the concept. You you start off either a counsellor or you're Jason. Mm. So it's one of the first games where you play as Jason. If you're Jason, the idea is you've got to hunt the counsellors down, kill them all. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Have you played as Jason much? A few times, I. Um, what do you prefer? Uh, Jason, I think. Well, uh, it's a very different game, depending on who you play as. But because I've, only pl- I've played Jason a lot less times than the counsellor, I want to play him more. So yeah, it feels more special when it happens, exactly. I guess. Exactly. Uh. But you've got like environmental kills, like you can kill them against a tree stump or against a wall. Mm-hmm. Or you've got actual grab kills where you grab them and then you perform a particular execution like uh, execution move. Or you can just use your axe or whatever weapon and slash them to death. Mm-hmm. So you've got multiple ways of killing them. Uh, the counsellors, 
have got to essentially survive or escape. Yeah, club together, haven't they, to do like things you, you like can. start a car or something yes, like that. Yes, you find a battery, you find keys and gas, and then you can start your car up and drive it out of there. You can find a fuse and mm. get this phone working and then phone the police, and the police come on the scene and rescue you. Mm-hmm. You can phone on this radio to get this guy called Tommy Jarvis, who features in one of the films, who's one of the only people that kill Jason, I think. Okay, I can't, I can't remember the... No, I've maybe. seen a few of them. And... You can actually kill Jason if you follow a set formula for a set pattern uh, or you can fix a boat up and escape on the boat so there's multiple ways you can get out of there or you can just hide in a cupboard the Tom Hurst yeah there's quite a few different ways to do it and it, it's it's really good it's really good game um, it's just like I say the flaws like the, the, the glitches and stuff need to be fixed the developers need to make a decision. I think I think they're going to come to the point where they need to make a decision because they want to release this single player version of the game uh, and they're yeah, going to do it that, yeah but I think they need to concentrate on getting the multiplayer fixed, mm-hmm. releasing more content for the multiplayer so people keep playing it, otherwise it's just going to it's die. It's just going to die. In the same way that uh, State of Decay, they had to make a decision they were going to release a multiplayer like expansion, uh, but instead they said, we're not going to do that, we're going to just release more DLC to expand the single-player experience, and that was the right decision in the end. Yeah, you feel like if, aye, if they knuckle down and try and polish what they got right... I, I was saying to you earlier, I feel that um, the concept of that game is a bit like Evolve, where there's one person yeah. who's overpowered. Or, well, not overpowered, it's all pointies. Like, yeah. And then the other people who've got their strength is that they've got to work together. Strength and, and numbers, yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I love I, that concept. There was one thing that I thought was cool, where if you pick up radios and stuff, the radios, you've got to, like... Yes. You've got the to have Proximity. There's proximity speech, so... You can only speak to people on your team if they're right next to you, or they're in the same area yeah, as you. That's cool. Unless that, you pick up a walk walkie-talkie, then you can speak to anyone else in the world who's got a walkie-talkie. So that alone is, I've, that's never been introduced in another game that I've seen. That's unique. That, yeah. Um, so that, that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It's a game. It's a, a feature that all games should have. Really, if you think about it, mm-hmm. games like that, like Left for Dead, you should only be able to speak to people when they're next to you. So yeah, yeah. if someone runs off. Then they're fucked, ah, sort yeah. of thing. Well, imagine if Left 4 Dead it got quieter and quieter and quieter yeah. until a point where you couldn't hear them. Yeah, I, I think that's a great feature. But it got us thinking, the issues it had, it got us thinking about something that I think developers should adopt. Instead of having a launch day, they should have launch weeks or right, launch yeah. months. And they'll say, right, the well, game's going to launch week commencing, six of whatever. Please accept that within this week, we may identify bugs. The game may not work to its full potential, mm-hmm. but we need you to help and support us so that we can fix these bugs as fast as possible. They should be open and honest with the community and say, this is what we're going to do. And they'll get a lot less flack, a lot more respect if mm-hmm. they do that. Otherwise, people are just going to not buy the game. Yeah. They're just going to say, well, I'll just not buy the game. until Because that's what I did. I didn't buy the game on launch day because I knew there would be problems. Uh-huh. And I'll wait until everyone else who's paid the money reports the problems to them they get them fixed and I'll buy it mm-hmm. once it works but that was my my concept game developers you can have that one for free <laughs> the next game which is very very similar to Friday the 13th is called Dead by Daylight yeah I've seen uh, that yeah now it, it's incredibly similar uh-huh. like it's that's why it's compared so much because it's basically the same idea you play one of four characters or uh, the killer. Uh-huh. But the way that the killer has to kill him is really weird. Like, it is. I've seen it... one where the Me Too has to like... Aye. But then... So one of the kills I've I seen is you've got to catch people 
as when you catch a person, you put them on a meat hook. But then later on, an alien or a giant spider, is it or something? Comes takes and them, takes them away or something? It, it feels to me that there's just... Whereas with Friday the 13th, the fact they've got the, the, the franchise, that could actually be a double-edged sword mm. because... They've got ties a, them in, doesn't it? Yeah, the ties them in. They can't be, t- they can't be too wacky with the ideas and stuff yeah. like that. Whereas this thing is just like using whatever the fuck I like. But that can be a problem because well, yeah. it can have no like cohesion. I mean, like you say, leading on to this, they're tied in to use Jason. They could use Pamela Voorhees, but they're tied in to using Jason. Or oh. her really is the killer. Fair enough. There's about eight different ones, Guises, but yeah. they don't actually have the license for Jason. In space, whatever the fuck that's called. Well, so the I don't think they can use that one. Right. Um, but Dead by Daylight, they've got a Trapper, the different killers. One called the Trapper, one called the Wraith, one called the Hillbilly, one called the Nurse, and one called the Shape, which is interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, the Hag or the Doctor. So they've got quite a few different killers who've all got their own abilities. Mm-hmm. There's quite a few different maps and stuff on this one. There's only three maps in Friday the 13th so far. Hopefully they'll add more. But there's quite a few different maps on Dead by Daylight. But I don't know, when I was reading about the way that they kill people, it just seems so strange. Like, it's uh-huh. a strange way to do it. Like, mystical and stuff, which... It's out on Xbox, though. I wonder if in some ways it's something to do with, like, censorship or something. Mm. Where if they make it too... If they make it supernatural, it kind of allows them to get uh, away with... A bit like, like uh, Carmageddon with the I, people into zombies and stuff. I wonder if they still got... You know, Friday the 13th can get away with it a bit more now because it's like, oh, it's just like the film. I don't know. Again, there's loads of ways of for them to escape fixing generators and shit like that. So it's, it's really, really similar. But yeah. I think one of the big differences is that the... The community aren't really happy with the developers because the developers don't communicate properly with the community and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest problems, which so far Friday the 13th developers have been doing. However, over like the last couple of days, it's been kicking off. There's been on the subreddit for the game, there's been loads of moderators leaving and saying, I'm not going to moderate this anymore because I feel like the developers are letting the community down and they're the handing out bans for mad things now. Like, people being on the mic and like chatting too much shit they're getting banned permanently banned from the game and just mad stuff like that so I think they need to be careful because the game could die yeah it's at that stage where it's Uh, cultivating and being very careful exactly they don't want to like go stupid yeah following on the theme of that sort of killer Mm -hmm. spree killer kind of that typical slasher movie Mm -hmm. this is a very exciting game again very very similar it's called last year you just play as either one of five friends or the killer mm-hmm. when you're playing as a killer you utilize game change and predator mechanics to help you hunt down and eliminate your victims before they have a chance to escape yeah. which is very similar to friday the 13th where you that's one thing i didn't see in, in friday the 13th sorry you've got this like morph ability mm-hmm. which is the vhs thing i mentioned earlier yeah yeah where you can morph from one position to another and it, you know, Evil Dead when the camera's going I through see, the grass. Yeah, that's yeah. what a podcast is about, um, describe it as. Yes, yeah. exactly like that. And then there's another one where you can just disappear and reappear anywhere on the map. Uh-huh. Uh, you've got a sense one where it heightens the sounds that you can hear and stuff. So I would imagine that this one's similar sort of things. So it's quite a few different maps, like typical slasher film maps, mm. like a high school and things like that that you, you experience. 
and the characters you play are five stereotypical high school characters like the nerd the yeah. cheerleader and stuff like that it looks cool but I think it's all first person so that's again a bit a bit different mm-hmm. instead of being third person which Friday the 13th is yeah I believe every character has a role as well I think they've got like special abilities maybe which would be interesting instead of them just being like Left 4 Dead where they're all just essentially the same character just different skins that's funny that calls back to that Resident Evil that came out on the Playstations on the Playstation 2 uh-huh. where each player had like oh, yes. a different role I remember that there was a sniper and stuff yeah. yeah 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 that was an interesting game did that actually get released? it did there was two of them and uh, it didn't really work that well because on the Playstation oh. 2 who could go online? wasn't it wasn't it what's the name of the town it's set in Raccoon City yeah wasn't it something like that uh, there's Ra- that many ones Resident that are just called City like Resident Stars Evil. or something like that uh, something like something that I remember like, uh, it very well though but I never played it this one though last year it's gone quiet after an exciting trailer mm-hmm. so who knows I don't know if it'll ever get released interesting concept though there's another two games that I want to mention of a similar ilk there's one called Party Hard, uh-huh, yeah. and there's one called Lakeview Cabin Collection. Both of these are like 8-bit games, similar visuals. Mm-hmm. The Lakeview Cabin Collection looks like a lot of fun, where it's all 2D, beautiful looking graphics, all yeah. 8-bit. You can control like four characters, and you can move around the area, setting up traps and stuff like that, waiting for the killer to appear. Mm-hmm. And when he finally does, you can launch all these traps and stuff, or... Uh, use all these items to try and escape uh, I watched a video of this lass who played it so many times she knew exactly what she was doing and she was like talking you through exactly what to do to get it set up right. and it was there was loads of mad puzzles like crazy ideas and stuff that the developer had put in that again you wouldn't know it was like an old school style game you wouldn't know unless you'd played the game over and mm-hmm. over again to learn it so that looked pretty cool I was hoping that would come out on Xbox but at that time I thought it was a multiplayer but it's not it's just single player but I think it would be pretty cool to try. Mm-hmm. The party hard one is uh, eight bit, but it's overhead. Yeah. Where you've got to, your neighbours are having a party, oh, yeah. and you've got to you, you get pissed off, and you want to go and kill them all. Yeah, there's quite a few different killers you can be. Like, uh, I'm sure there's like an emo one, and there's like mm-hmm. a, some lass who's just pissed off and stuff. So it was a pretty cool idea, but you've got to use stealth and stuff That's to do where it. it falls and, down for me, though. Yeah, it looked a bit like Hitman Go. Remember that uh, on the uh, iPhone, uh, but a lot more sinister and gory. So yeah, that's all the ones I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. The last one I wanted you to tell me about, Until Dawn. Strangely enough, it was free on a PlayStation it was. this month. It took an absolute decade to download. <laughs> so I only managed to have a little few goes. 
and I don't think I'll be going back to it to be perfectly honest. All right. It starts off in a cabin in a snow in a snowstorm. Now before the actual game starts, you are informed in a kind of cinematic way that of the butterfly effect. So the butterfly effect is if a butterfly flaps its wings here, you know, it could cause like down the line. Little things change, yeah. you know. So it's about choice of the game. So when the game starts, it becomes quite apparent that it's kind of like, it starts off the controls are like Resident Evil. Uh-huh. Like the original Resident Evil. Like tank controls. Yeah. Um, you, you're, you're different people all the time. And the storyline is, it, this cat, they're, they're going to play this trick on this lass. And the trick to play on her, she runs out the room. Her sister runs after her. Before that, you see someone milling around the woods. You don't know if it's a killer or something. He's got like a blow to like a big flamethrower and stuff. Shit goes down at the end of it. End of the prologue. Mm -hmm. Then you're sitting in a counsellor's office and you have to answer these questions. And it's all just hardly any, like, there's no input. Just what do you think this picture looks like? Sinister or, or nice? That's all it is. Right. And the guy who's talking, the um, psychiatrist, he was a fa- I can tell he's a famous actor, but I can't place him. And God, Uncanny Valley, that game. Man. Really? When you first look at it, you're like, wow, these graphics are like pretty good. And then you're like, oh, no, they're not. And why is he talking like like the most elaborate, like, teethy, like, yeah, you know, right. like, I don't know. So I played that in one sitting, I was like, this is not really for me. And t- today, when I got in from work, I thought I'll have a little bit more of a sesh. And it's just hardly any, you've got hardly any input in the yeah. game. It's all about, but which is ironic, isn't it? A game that's based around choice, yeah. where you've hardly got any control. And I hate all the characters. And I mean, it, it tries to, it tries to use things with the the control pad that I didn't know well not many people not many games use on the PlayStation for instance on the PlayStation it has uh, move controls oh really so at the start of the game you can ask to use the control uh, sticks or use move oh right I did not use sensor uh-huh. I, I used the sticks which I'm glad but there's a bit man later on <laughs> where you're wandering through this forest and you see a squirrel, and it's like this girl who who just happens to have some nuts in her pocket, bends down, and you've got to coax the squirrel over to eat the nuts. And there it tells you to hold the if you move the joypad just a little bit, the squirrel gets scared and runs off. There's another bit where um, again the PlayStation controller it has this big square in the front. Yeah. Touch it's pad like a touchpad, so when you pick up uh, phones, you use it like a phone and stuff. Right. I just don't like any of the characters, and I don't give a rat's ass of what's happening. And again, it's just all about fucking like simple choices. Yeah. Like the, the startup shows a butterfly's wing and a, the veins down the butterfly's wing, and it's trying to say this will be your story. That accurately represents what the game is like. It's just like right. Down a branching path. Okay, so I take the left road. Down a branching path. Okay, now I take the right road. And that's all the story's going to be like. And it... 
all the characters have really stupid stats as well, like humour and uh, like attractiveness and how they can interact with other people. And bear in mind, it's probably fairly early in the game, but I don't see why any of that's relevant. Yeah. So maybe I will go back to it, but it's a fucking odd one. Like, yeah. It's just... That's a shame I thought it looked, because it was critically acclaimed as well, wasn't it? Really? Well, I've just found out they're making a kind of sequel to it. Right. Which is a prequel, but they're telling no one in its marketing that it's actually set within that universe. What? It's by Sony as well. I've noticed a lot of the games that come out for, like, free are, are oh, by yeah. Sony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Microsoft Studios as well is the same. Backwards compatible ones like are all the first ones that come out with Microsoft mm. Studios because they don't have to get permission from anyone. Yeah. Oh well, there you go. That's that's disappointing. You ruined me, night. Well, some people might yeah. like it. It's just it's not for me, sort of thing. Well, that's it. It's over. It's over. It's done. Done and dusted. Another one in the bag. Seriously, in a bag. Another one in the body bag. Yeah, another one in yeah, the body I, bag. Uh, Go yeah. back to the reference to see what colours. Um, we have, we have well and truly buried that corpse of a, mm-hmm. a subject, haven't we? We've poured limes, limestone, no lime, limestone. Yeah, keep that in the back of the car. Lime, uh, what is it? Time. Just lime, isn't it? It's lime, just lime yeah. that you pour over something. And it it rock- supposedly gets rid of the body quicker, doesn't yeah. it? Pigs as well. The pigs eat everything. That's one way you can dispose of a body, isn't it? Pigs eat everything. That Hannibal. Yeah. That rubbish eater. That's right. He pours, throws him in that, doesn't it? Is that the same one where he eats his brain? Oh, yeah. I had to walk out with that, but you know, I couldn't watch it. Couldn't yeah. watch it. Couldn't watch it. Was couldn't it Ridley Scott it. who directed that, or Tony Scott? Oh, not Send sure. answers on the back of a postcard to Gone was... on Slayer podcast. Goodbye. I think it was Tony Scott. Oh. No, yeah, that was was a good was a good good episode. Thank you very much. I know you haven't been feeling well, so I appreciate you staying so late, even though you said you were going to be here till an hour and a half ago. Uh, so I appreciate yeah. your commitment. Um, My commitment to the cause. Ross is off on holiday. Oh, yeah. I hope you have a really good time. Thank you. A nice refreshing break. You've just come back as well, haven't you? Ah, yes. Thanks. I've, no, I've got a lovely time. Ah, oh, it's lovely. I thought it was fake, then. Oh. <laughs> now, the next episode we do is going to... We, our plans is to have a, a special guest, mm-hmm. the first one in a, quite a while, and it's our first female guest, just to prove that when we talk about girls in our life, they actually exist. <laughs> yeah. And it's going, I'm not going to tell you who it's going to be. Answers, oh, tweet us. To go on, <laughs> if you think you know who it's going to be, send her a tweet to at Gonarchsler, G-O-N-A-R-C-H-S-L-A-I-R, or email us, uk. I think. Mm-hmm. fire or flare in the sky let us know you're out there just get in touch any way any way you want just get in touch mm-hmm. get in touch we'll also let you know about the next challenge for the next podcast which will be in August yeah because we haven't thought of that just yet So August yeah uh, so we'll, we'll think of something and let you know it'll be the team will think of something mm-hmm. we'll have another head to head as well be something crazy just could be anything. The next one, really, because there's no theme, so we could just do anything we want. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if anyone wants to do anything in particular, yeah, definitely. Get in yeah. touch. Let me know. Uh-huh. Or we could pick one of the games that have already been suggested and do something uh-huh. like that. We could do whatever the fuck we want, mm-hmm. right? Don't put me in a box. Don't put me in a box again. Or don't put you in that 
Coffin. Yeah, uh, yeah. Six feet under. Box and Helena. That's an old reference, isn't it? Yeah. Before we go, I'll just say one last thing. Oh Christ! So um, I quite like. We're all like angry video game nerd. Oh yeah. He's doing a playlist junkie. Have you seen that? No. He does a one where playlist on iPods. You can pick like whatever you want, and he's got themes. And I've noticed that James Rolfe's taste in music is quite similar to mine. Ah, he likes a lot of black metal and that, doesn't he? Heavy metal. So here is a playlist for today's show. It's all Slayer tracks. So the playlist is 2-1-3. And that's apparently about Jeffrey Dahmer. That's where he lived. Oh. Dead Skin Mask. Apparently about Ed Gaten. Beautiful Order is apparently by uh, about Elizabeth Baffrey, who I guess might have been a serial killer. You don't know because was she getting other people to do her deeds? I don't know who she is. She's a person in the past who bathed in the blood of virgins. Apparently, ah, okay. There's loads of songs about uh, like not just by Slayer, by about her. So the next one, Criminally Insane, which is just that old hell. It's you know. <laughs> Psychopathic Red, which is um, about a serial killer that I can't quite read what I wrote, and it's late. <laughs> Angel of Death is by uh, is about a Nazi. Sex Murder Art, hey, you know. <laughs> Serenity and Murder, hey. <laughs> and the last one, Kill Again. They're so, all by Slayer. Yeah, they're all by Slayer. So if you want to make that, that, that's your next listening. And... That is the end of the Gonox Lair podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye. that podcast do you remember when Mars was called Snickers no that, that was the way around <laughs> do you remember when Snickers was called Marathon do you remember uh, Spangles do you remember the Bangles mm, do, you do you remember, remember Bojangles do you remember um, the Bay City Rollers I yeah. actually don't remember them because I think oh, they were oh shang a lang I think they were in Utree I think so. fuck off according to John Monson's Jesus Christ anyway <laughs>